Welcome back, everybody, to Toro Cigar Lounge Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Glover, a.k.a. 757 Cigar Mike. Stay tuned today. You're not going to want to miss this episode. Today, we're talking about camping and cigars. We'll be right back. That sounds like a man show. In a world desperate to separate us by our differences, there's still a place where you can go where all are welcome. The Cigar Lounge. Welcome to the Toro Cigar Lounge Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. I'm your host, Mike Glover, a.k.a. 757 Cigar Mike. You're not going to want to miss this episode. Today, we're talking about camping and cigars. We got a special guest with us today, Mr. Curtis. We're going to go around real quick and introduce everybody. We'll start at the far left with Mr. Jake. Hey, I'm Jake. You can find me online at Bearded Cigar Lover. I almost said 757 Cigar Mike there. I, I think I need a little more caffeine in my system for this. I appreciate the shout out, <laughs> Exactly. Almost, and uh, yeah, you can find me at Bearded Cigar Lover for uh, cigar tips, photos, whatever. What are, you smoke, what are you smoking? Man, today, you, you brought me this, and I'm super excited. This is one of my favorite cigars I've ever smoked. It's actually one of the cigars that started me on my cigar journey, and it is the Boondock. And they're... Uh, Blackwork Studio to homage to Boondock Saints. If you haven't watched Boondock Saints, are you really a man? <laughs> right? I mean, exactly. I agree. <laughs> totally agree. Yeah. Uh, Curtis, uh, right now I'm currently smoking a Black Label Trading Company cigar. Uh, haven't had this one before. That is the La Madonna. Thank you. So it's pretty good. And uh, I am smoking the Caldwell Mad Mofo. Uh, that. A, a good stick, favorite stick of mine. That is a favorite stick. I smoked that one last time. I didn't get to give the shout out that I was smoking the Mad Mofo. <laughs> so you just want Mofo enough. I was smoking the Mad Mofo, and now I'm smoking the La Madonna. That is a very strong cigar oh, for you. Oh man, this this is this is a that's, bunch in the freaking face. That's one of the strongest <laughs> cigar I've ever seen Ken smoke. It is the strongest <laughs> cigar he's ever smoked. I got a triple Maduro in there if you want one. I want to smoke the La Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at Ken Blue Smoke on Instagram. In all likelihood, Instagram won't let you find me or follow me, but but that's okay. Life it, goes on. That's because he posts shit he shouldn't supposed to. Guns, alcohol, cigars, oh, pocket sand. Cigars, exactly. Cigars. Pocket sand. Pocket Same sand. stuff I'll, these guys I'll, post. Except for Instagram says, oh, you've done something wrong here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, look who owns it. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. Camping. Camping and cigars. So I'm going to start off with a hot take real quick. And my hot take is if you camp in an RV, you're not a fucking camper. It's called glamping. That's what's well, it's not camping, though. That's glamping. That's a different thing. Exactly. Well, if you have a hot tub, you're definitely are, glamping. But there are plenty of people who think they go camping in an RV and they call themselves campers. <laughs> And they are not camping. They parked in a camping park. <laughs> so I'm going to go ground. one step further. If you sleep in a tent when you're camping, are you really camping? You should build your own shelter and get back to nature a little bit more. That's right. That's right. Find your knife. Go so hunt a boar. <laughs> <laughs> peel its skin off. <laughs> Cook it over an open fire. Yep. On a spit. And build you a tent. Yep. Make a, a burger out of a boar. There's nothing more manly than that. Boar steaks. Boar steaks. So hey, if just a minute, if you take a, if you made a burger out of boar, what would you put on the burger to make it a man burger? I mean, me, <clears throat> me personally, it'd be 
just mustard. No bacon? <laughs> uh, maybe some bacon to go on. Yeah, but you got uh, yeah. to get the second meat bacon in there. Bacon on yeah. the boar. Yeah. That's right. Swine is fine and yeah. divine all the time. Mm-hmm. A bacon cheese brewer burger. <laughs> okay, so camping. So how? What, let's just get right to it. Has everybody here been camping? Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I camped as a child. We, we, my family had family friends, and we didn't go to, like, Disney or some of those other places that families go with other families. We well, wouldn't want to go to that woke shithole anyway. We went, to, <laughs> we went to the local camping place, and we all camped together. <coughs> and it was amazing. It's some of my most amazing personal growing up memories of camping, going to the emergency room, that sort of thing. <laughs> That's not normal. No, not at all. Not normal. If you, have, if you slip and fall into the campfire, you tend to head to the emergency room. I cut the heck out of my foot at the beach. I had to go get stitches. That How was much camping. Port, when did you actually start drinking port? <laughs> How old were you when you were drinking? You fell into a campfire? Sounds like he was about I eight. did fall into a campfire. It was the dumbest thing in the world. And there was a bunch of adults sitting around watching me. <laughs> They were drinking pork, too. Like, we got to take this kid to the can- uh, to the emergency room now. You see him oh, playing yeah, rock, yeah. paper, scissors to see which one's the most sober? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it doesn't matter how drunk you are. You just have to have somebody else that's drunker than you are right. <laughs> to drive. <laughs> just saying. Uh, okay. Jake? Yeah. So, I mean, I grew up camping. You know, I mean, I'm being an Arkansas boy, that was just normal. You know, we spent a bunch of time in the woods. And uh, some of my best memories are in the woods camping you know so you know it's 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 always been something you know i have fun doing with my kids now you know it's uh going out there's something about camping that uh just the the disconnect but i'm gonna say this too especially in today's world if you go camping turn your phone off and relax yeah Yeah. live in that moment yeah yep yeah if you're really camping you're going someplace that doesn't have cell service anyway Absolutely, which is hard to find nowadays. Yeah, in there's America. no place. I was about to say everywhere's got got a got a cell phone somewhere. So yeah, Curtis. So, uh, yeah, so I I grew up in the woods. I'm from uh, Southeast Alabama, so um, definitely played in the woods. I didn't really camp. Uh, didn't start really camping until I joined the military. That was the uh, forceful camping. Forceful camping that I had to do. So. <laughs> <laughs> Did you learn survival skills? That's the question. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Could you eat a snake if you had to? If I had to, yes. <laughs> All right, let's go. Since we're talking about injuries, let's let's go to your worst uh, camping injury. Personally, All what right. you suffered. Let me start it off. And we just talked about this. <clears throat> I'm, I'm a kid. I'm having an excellent time camping with my family. And the it's in the early morning. The fire has the fire from the previous night is not quite out. So I'm being silly around this fire pit that's not quite out. A little bit of smoldering. And idiot that I was, I fell directly into the fire pit onto a log that was, you know, just absolutely a, a coal still. And I burned the heck out of my arm or something like that. What were you doing? How did you, were you running? Were you playing? What were you doing? And you know, as I remember it, I was balancing on a log, you know, like rolling a log, like some sort of lumberjack skill or something like that. I could have fallen onto an axe. I could have fallen onto a hundred different things, but I fell into the campfire. Oh my gosh. And, and it ended up not being bad. I mean, we 
we went to the emergency room. It probably cost like back in the day, it probably cost like 500 bucks, which is, you know, months pay for my parents. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> but then we came back and we continued camping. Jake, any injuries? No, you know, the, the, I was actually not. I was always that person I'd push the bounds, but I came out lucky on the other end, you know. So there was a couple of times that I should have really gotten hurt, and I just, by the grace of God, it dodged me. Wow. Nice. Curtis? Uh, no injuries, actually. Um, I mean, did a lot of stupid shit. You know, like like riding my bike across the uh, bed, rusted bed frame to go across a ditch and things like that, but never never got injured. So, oh my gosh, I don't think I ever been injured camping either. So I think Ken's the only doofus that fell into a fire. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, but I I did I shared a story on uh, Veterans of the Leaf Herf the other day that I'll share here. It's a fish, it's a fishing story. Yeah, right. Because fishing is dangerous work, people. It is it's, not. It is very fucking dangerous. Not dangerous at all. It is when you fish with me. <laughs> so Mental me, note, don't fish with Mike. Me, That's right. Me and a buddy are out. Um, this was several several years ago. We're out bass fishing, and we're fishing a tournament. The and, least dangerous fishing. Right? And um, I'm fishing with a crankbait. Anybody who knows what a crankbait is, it's a little plastic or balsa wood lure. Nobody knows that. With treble hooks hanging from the bottom of it, right? And I, I cast my... I crankbait up on the shore and it got hung up in a brush and I was like, okay. So I was trying to work it out. Couldn't get it out. And you know, we're in a tournament, man. Pressure's on, man. When you, when you fish tournament for those people who know, you know, if you know, you know, if you don't know, you don't know, but it's work, man. You want to keep going. We had already caught several good fish. We were in the hunt, you know, for placing for money in this tournament and you know, time's wasting. We certainly didn't want to have to, you know, troll over to the the bush and cut this lure out so i'm yanking this freaking thing and i start yanking it harder and harder and harder finally i just like yanked the shit out of it <laughs> and here comes this freaking crankbait whew, flying beeline whew, smacked right into my thigh and that treble hook buried itself into my shin i was gonna say that's your shin not your thigh yeah buried it in my shin okay my his shin. wife will teach him anatomy later right exactly. <laughs> exactly and this thing is buried the barb is buried underneath the skin and my friend looks at me and goes great now we got to go to fucking er and i just didn't want to go so i tried to pull it out and of course the barb is buried so it's like oh it's like painful and he was like come on come on let's just pack up and go to the er and i was like nope so I grabbed my Leatherman off my side, uh, multi-tool, popped open a pair of pliers, grabbed the hook, and count to three, and just ripped it right out. Oh. <laughs> and you know, so you know, if, if you ever fish, that sound uh, the hook makes when you take it out of a fish's mouth kind of goes, it did the same sound on my skin. Oh, well, yeah. And not only that, but apparently I hit a vein underneath there, so oh, I've got boy. blood squir squirting through. <laughs> Three feet off my under the deck of my boat. It was a mess. Well, man. you know that's Absolute the importance mess. of carrying a first aid kit with you. Yep. <clears throat> oh, I had a bandage. I put a bandage on it, put some pressure on it, stopped bleeding, went back to work, fished. True was, grit. That's what it is. So that 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 says don't go fishing with Mike. Absolutely because exactly right. If you're in a survival situation and Mike's fishing, he's going to create a second survival situation. <laughs> for that's right. <laughs> I will have my Leatherman, and I can pull the hook out of you, too. Uh. 
It was it was an interesting day. And in all likelihood, Mike is the one who put it there, so it's going to be his responsibility. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> in, in all fairness to me, that's the only hook I ever put in anybody was myself. Okay, good job. My brother put a hook in a friend friend's neck when we were young. <laughs> But it was yeah. a crank, another crankbait right in the side of his neck. So, see, so, again, don't go fishing with Mike's family. No, <laughs> <laughs> We're going to increase this Legally distance. actionable <laughs> evidence that's going to be used in a case in the future. Yeah. <laughs> what it is is if you see Mike or any of his family pulling out a crankbait, run like hell. Run like hell. <laughs> run like hell. <laughs> yeah. he more, he's more likely to catch you yeah. than the fish. That's right. Mm. So. How does camping uh, relate to cigars, though? That's, that's what we need to bring it back to. <laughs> okay. Camping camp scars. Well, you know, the thing about camping is you get out there, you get to relax. If you're lucky, you have good friends with you, maybe your family. If you, if you have young kids, camping might be a little more stressful. Yeah. Trying to right. keep them, Very you know, because I had a buddy of mine one time tell me, you know, when you take your kids in the woods, their job is to figure out the most creative way, like Ken did, yeah. to take themselves out of the equation. And your job <laughs> is to make sure they survive and get to go home. Right. So you know, if you have kids, you're you, you know you're you're probably a little more uh, not relaxing, but yeah. especially little little ones, right? especially little ones. But you know, camera cigars, I mean, you know, kind of goes hand in hand. You know, there's nothing more really relaxing than sitting outside in the middle of nowhere, watching the sun come up, watching the sun go down, sitting around a campfire, whatever, and smoking a cigar. Yep. Yeah, sitting around a campfire. I mean, cigars are meant to relax anyway. Absolutely. Right. So it's a relaxing activity. You know, you you don't want to be, you know, you know, Ken cuts his grass while smoking a cigar, but he has a riding mower. So he's just kind of riding around. So that's probably acceptable. But if you're push mowing or you're changing oil in your car or changing whatever, you're working on something or you're doing construction work, it's probably not the best time for a cigar. Or right? if you're putting up a tent. Put, exactly. I mean, nylon tents and heat. I'm pretty sure they don't go well together. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. So, you know, it's relaxing time. So once the camp is set up and you got the campfire going, everybody's fed, and you're just relaxing, it's perfect time for a cigar. The the atmosphere, everything, it's just the perfect time. So as a teenager, um, I went, it was, uh, my dad was stationed in Germany, and uh, uh, me and a bunch of the uh, teenage kids from, from the town that we were at, went to a cornfield on the top of a mountain and, and um, it would be the perfect place to camp. But we were out away from all the lights of the world. You know, we were out, you know, five, 10 miles away from a city and we looked up and I have never seen the night sky filled with scar with stars the way that it was. And this was the first time I'd ever experienced this with a young, with a, with a young lady sitting right next to me. It would have been the perfect camping trip. It wasn't actually a camping trip, but we looked up at those stars, and if I had a cigar, I would have offered it to her. But uh, it was an amazing sight that you don't get to see in the city in this modern life to see thousands of stars over your head. You get to see that when you're on a boat in the Navy. Mm -hmm. Or maybe when you're stationed in a place where it doesn't have any lights. Yeah. I was about to say, the most beautiful sky at night I've ever seen was in the middle of Afghanistan. Oh, wow. So for a shitty country, got the prettiest stars, you know, you got to see every star up there. And it, it was nice. It was relaxing. It was peaceful. No, I'm, I'm lucky. I grew up in the country. I grew up in the sticks in North Carolina. And we didn't have city lights or anything like that. So I saw that every single night. All he had was a banjo growing up. That's that was right. it. Banjo. With one string. 
That's right. And but <laughs> but to your point, Ken, you know, you know, I joined the Navy. I left home and I moved to, you know, Hampton Roads, Virginia, and, and I've been here ever since. Uh, which is a large city, uh, no matter how many seven cities they say they are. A metropolitan area. A metropolitan area, right? <laughs> so you don't really get to see the sky like I did when I was growing up. And then we were on a men's retreat with Crossroads okay. several years ago. And we were sitting around a campfire. And I, I, I just remember looking up going, wow, I haven't seen these stars since I was a teenager. Absolutely. The other thing that's yeah. fun about going camping is if you go camping with your significant other or a girly. Because I'll say this, there's nothing more fun than getting a little freaky in the woods. <laughs> you both smell like a wild boar. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Hopefully you took a bath first. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe. I thought we said baths were optional at camping. Not for me. <laughs> My ass on. So, so what you're saying is you go camping in an RV? No. No. I also have no trouble jumping in the creek and washing ah. the creek. So there you, there you go. go. There you, you go. know, in the fall and winter, it gets a little chilly though. It's good for you. It's definitely good. Sir, good for the circulation. You know, good for the circulation. I had the opportunity. So my wife used to work for a camping outfitter called Jacks Are Better, which is actually still in business, but it's changed hands to uh, an excellent um, owner. And uh, she used to make hammock hammocks for ultralight hiking and camping and we both her first time camping was hammock camping and there's a lot of things you got to know about hammock camping number one don't put your hammock across a, a natural animal trail <laughs> that's a good one yeah don't put your hammock under a dead tree they're called widow makers for a reason <clears throat> anyway so her first her, she had an advanced camping um introduction and, and she enjoyed it quite a bit. Really? She doesn't look like the camping type to me. Well, we haven't done it a whole lot of time, so I don't know how much she enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> but she seemed to enjoy it quite a bit. Hmm. Interesting. Now, did you share a hammock, or was it she had hers, you had her? Oh, yours? you cannot share a hammock. That is an impossibility. I don't know. See, now that's a challenge, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know? that, that sounds like a challenge to me. Number one, there's a weight maximum right uh, which i exceed by myself i was gonna yeah. say like, <laughs> most of us up here exceed them <laughs> yeah. so how did you, what did you sleep on the ground <laughs> i am a spry 230 ish or so and at my fighting weight 170 man you can put three of me in a hammock so what, hammock. what is the weight limit on a, on a hammock 300 pounds so oh, oh shit i'm shit we're good i was about to say i'm under that well, 75% of the crew here is good. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can decide which one of us isn't. <laughs> That's interesting because I knew Jack, too, and uh, the original owners, Jack right. and Jack. And, Jack and Jack. Uh, and they, they definitely had an interesting uh, setup there selling ultralights. My brother is into ultralight camping um, and still is. He loves to pack super light camping gear. Goes out. They, they it's just it's a whole industry. People go out and try to uh, go out with a full set as light as humanly possible. Well, you know, then I think my buddy EJ Snyder wins because when you go out with a loincloth and a knife <laughs> yeah. to go survive thirty days, is yeah. I mean, I consider that ultra light camping at its finest. Yeah, that's can't that's connected. Yeah. You know, that, that's man right camping right that's there. Right. Yeah. When you get a loincloth and a knife and go do you know 
you're naked in the woods for 30 days. I mean, that that that's man camping right there. Yeah, absolutely. It's man camping. Definitely. You know, I mean, I would at least need a couple cigars and a satchel. I've watched that show several times. You're a civilized human. No way I'm I'm going to go to Africa in, in the fucking summertime uh, yeah. and fucking camp. There's the bugs. Some yeah. of those people, those bug bites well, on there. So talk about man camping with him. It's funny. So did, I don't know. how. So uh, he was on Naked and Afraid like seven times. He actually ripped his scrotum sack <laughs> on oh. Naked and Afraid oh, and on. sewed it back up with a bone needle uh, and thread that he had. Oh. So, <laughs> so when you're camping, that's why you need a first aid kit, right? In case you rip your scrotum. <laughs> God. You definitely want to keep the scrotum intact. That's like a number one tip right number there. Number one. Pro, pro tip. Pro tip. Very pro don't tip. T- don't tear your scrotum. Oh, yeah. my gosh. No, it's, it can be dangerous. It can be. It can be. It can, you got to pay you know, attention. I'll never forget one time when I was camping. Me and a buddy of mine, um, my senior, the summer between my junior and senior year, we hiked the Ozark Highland Trail in Arkansas. Nice. It's about 164 miles. You pay... The uh, park rangers a fee. It was nominal, it was hundred bucks, hundred fifty bucks, and they'll actually put. You have to give them all the food in the bags, but they'll actually put food drops for you along it. Nice, and or at least they did. You know, this was thirty years ago, and uh, so we did that. And the one, the only thing we ever had an issue with was uh, in Arkansas, is a very interesting state. It actually has every poisonous snake, spider, and insect in North America and Northwest Arkansas. Let me just say, Arkansas is a shithole. <laughs> so, so basically, it's the Australia of, right. of the yeah. United States. Okay, so, gotcha. So the, the only time that it was we ever really almost had an issue was uh, one morning we woke up. We were camping. We are packing light, and there is a rattlesnake within arm's reach outside Ooh. of the tent. Ooh. And I'll never forget, we unzipped it and we saw the tent. We saw it. And we just zipped the tent back up and waited. <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> you know, that's it, exactly what I would have done. Yeah, because I mean, at that point, you're pretty well screwed. Yeah. You leave it alone. It'll go away. And uh, and, and you're not going to need a Medivac to get your ass out of some place it shouldn't oh, be. That right there yeah. is what I like to call uh, fuck this shit. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely uh, zipping your temp up, tent up all the way is a pro tip because those cold-blooded creatures do like to, to yes. find warmth. And they will slither into your sleeping bag because you're warm compared yeah. to them. Yeah. So my dad lives in uh, northern Minnesota up right outside of the uh, Bondra Waters Canoe Area, which is a great place if you ever want to camp and canoe and fish and hang out. You go up there, there's no motorboats, there's no cell phone signal, you canoe in, you have to portage, you know, hike trails between lakes, find a great campsite, set up a base camp, and just hang out. Like, And you'll see the northern lights, you'll see all the stars like these guys are talking about. And uh, every year, though, there's always an idiot, okay? And this was, a, this was a few years back, and my dad was telling me this. So there's a guy that went up there with newly, newlyweds, right? He loved the outdoors. She had never been in the outdoors. And uh, she was like a, a Gucci, you know, like, you know, everything's top name brand, you know, makeup every day. And my dad's uh, good friend runs an outfitter up there. So he's like, oh, honey, camping's completely safe. I know what I'm doing. I've been doing it my whole life, blah, blah, blah. So he convinces her to do it. Now, she shows up in a, camp, in a tourist town to get all the camping gear in heels, BMW, all high-end luggage, and they have to repack it all. Sounds fully normal to me. Fully normal, right? Yeah. So they got actually evac'd out because he woke up, thought he'd make her a nice breakfast in bed. <laughs> Made her breakfast in bed. They wanted to go out hiking. 
and he set the bacon pan in the tent to deal with it later. Oh. Okay. There's things in Minnesota called bears. Yeah. Oh. Wolverines. Mm-hmm. Mountain lions. Yeah. In this case, you have to worry about the bear variety. And they came back to a bear destroying everything they owned, oh. trying to find that bacon pan. <laughs> and so you have to be smart, right? When yeah. you go camping, you can't just be like, it's not like at home, right? I mean, we've all done it, right? You finish eating dinner, you don't feel like doing the dishes, set the plate in the sink. I'll deal with it here in a minute once my food settles. You don't really get that luxury camping, right? No. Like you ate, you need to clean it up. And so, uh, yeah, so that was, that was pretty comical because I'm like, to me, it just makes sense. You know, but you have to respect wildlife, right? I mean, it's, as a guy, you know, I think part of being a guy is getting out and going for a hike. Go walk a trail. Go, yeah. go, go do something. Explore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so it's always comical. But living in South Dakota, we're always my funniest. Luckily, I was on the, I was on the plain side of South Dakota, not the mountain side. So I wasn't on the Black Hills. I was on the other side. And uh, they've got bison up there. Okay. Now. As a man, it's cool to see bison, right? They're giant. They're majestic beasts. They really are, right? Yeah. They're really cool to look at. Yeah. Okay. They're also very pissed off, angry, and irritable all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, they're kind of like your your wife when you didn't buy her the right gift. You have to hear about <laughs> it for three days yep. or three weeks or three years, you know, or you did something stupid and you're going to hear about it for the rest of your life. That's kind of how bison are all the time. Yeah. And every year, they have somebody want to take a selfie with a bison and they go right up next to him and they want to do the whole <laughs> and get the selfie. And then they wonder up wonder why they have broken ribs, a puncture wound, and they're in the ER. I Respect know, nature. I absolutely know about that. I was I visited Oklahoma and I was so happy to see a bison. Bisons are like twenty five hundred. I yeah. mean, they're freaking huge, huge. Yes. animals. And they look they look so docile. They're sitting there munching the grass, and you can get close to them. And they don't give you any indication that they're mad as hell and they're going <laughs> to impale you with their horn. <laughs> or just trample Until they turn you. Yeah. their 2,500 pounds and start hauling ass towards you at 40 miles an hour. Right. Yeah. And, and I'm going to tell you this. As a guy, most of us carry, conceal carry yep. or pocket sand. Pocket sand will not help you with a bison. No, no, but either will most small calibers. Yeah. You know, you're pretty much respect nature. The other one that I, I'll, I'll always laugh at and they called the, the medics in for it. And I wish I'd have been on the call because I'd have laughed at the guy the whole way to the hospital. And you probably would have too. Probably. Is a, a, a guy and his girlfriend, they were filming. She had the phone out filming him doing stuff in the woods. And a baby bear walked out. Oh, and shit. he was like, oh, look at this. It's cute. Now, this was in um, Montana. Mm-hmm. Right, right over into Montana. And uh, he was like, hey, film me picking up and petting the bear and let's see what goes happens. Oh, shit. What? Oh. And so oh, about... Shit. Ten seconds into the film, here comes Mama Bear out, oh. and he ends up. They end up having to call in the medics and transport him to the hospital because he gets his world fucked up. And I'll never forget reading it because in the hospital he goes, "Well, I didn't think it would happen." And I'm like, "Okay, I want you to ask to walk into Walmart." Grab some random kid from a woman and see how she beats your ass. You know, she's a 140-pound woman. You're still getting your ass kicked. The only difference is you just made that 140-pound woman 600 pounds pissed off with teeth and claws. Yeah. Yeah. Sharp teeth. Teeth and claws. Yep. So, you know, I mean, in nature, yeah, it's, I think it's important for men to get out in nature. It, it's actually good mental health, right, to get out, okay. relax, go for a walk, yeah. enjoy the moment. But respect nature. Understand, you are not the top of the food chain. Yeah, absolutely. No, you it puts absolutely you in not. your place because as a as a 300 or slightly subs 300 pound man, you feel like a badass. 
But when you meet a 900-pound bear or a 1,200-pound bear, you are no longer a badass. No. So you, you are, are running for your life. <laughs> I mean, that was the big thing when I was stationed up in Alaska. They, they told us in the day one safety brief, if you see a, if you see a, a moose calf... Just understand. Do not come. Don't get behind it because the because the uh, cow is literally going to be right behind yeah. you. Yeah, and moose yeah. are mean. Yeah, they will fuck your world up uh, because uh, the female moose has a has a uh, barb under the hoof, hmm. and they will trample your ass until you stop moving. So Ugh. yeah, that's a big thing. So if you're in Alaska or anywhere there's moose, yeah, stay. Don't come between the cow and the calf. Well, people don't understand how big. Moose are. You see yes. a picture and you don't understand. This is the size of a freaking car. It's bigger than yeah, it's like car, the size man. of a freaking van. Yeah, I was about to say, like a 15 passenger van. Yeah, I mean, nothing's more intimidating than seeing a, a, a six and a half foot baby moose come walking yeah, out of the road. Baby moose. That's a six baby and moose. And a half foot. Yeah. Then you see the eight and a half foot mama coming right behind it and you're like, well, shit. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. And that's, again, carry a first aid kit. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. That's exactly right. I'm not sure a first aid kit would be enough. No, I don't think so. I think it might help. You you might survive the incident. Uh, no, because, no, they, no, no, <laughs> no. yeah, when they start stomping, yeah, that's yeah. it. They they will not stop stomping until they they uh they don't see you move anymore. Yeah. Wow. I mean wildlife in general, ostriches will fucking hurt you. Yep. I mean these are some mean birds. Geese will fucking hurt your yeah. ass. Man, well, that's think, the thing. It's like just don't fuck with wildlife. No. Yeah. yeah you go out camping. Respect wildlife. Yeah. Pro tip number two. <laughs> yeah. Respect two. to wild. Pro you know. Tip. Here's what's funny. So we all you know you know I live down by you know I'm not that far off the beach, and uh, I've got rules. Like I don't go deep that deep in the ocean. Because there's shit that can eat me. Same reason I won't go run through Africa Safari. There's shit that can eat me. That's right. There's a food chain. Respect <laughs> when you're camping and you're outdoors. Respect yeah. the food chain. You are no longer the, the top of that food no, chain. No, you are not. You are not in the grocery anymore. store. You are top of the food chain. Right. When you're out in the wilderness, you're so, the steak. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you I, go from buying the steak to becoming the steak. Think, yeah, that's right. I've eaten a buffalo steak, and it was fantastic, but I did not have to kill that buffalo. <laughs> I think we get complacent, mm -hmm. uh, you know, especially in America. Right. Yeah. We, we've gotten complacent because everything is, is – our food processing has got to the point where it's the grocery store visit. You know, mm -hmm. we don't have to go hunt and, and forage anymore for dinner. Right. Yeah. So, to but to be out there in the wilderness, yeah. it's, it's, it can be dangerous, people. Yeah. yeah. But it's, I think it's also healing. Get back to that. Get away from all the technology. Get away from all the noise. Get away from all the bullshit. Exactly. Yeah. And go as scary as it is for some of us, mostly Ken, go and spend some time alone with you in your own mind. <laughs> all right. So, so with that, let me just let's let's go to one of what should be our future little segments here. And when we look at your comments on our videos, and we love your comments on our videos, we want your comments on our videos. When you comment on our videos, it's a level up from just a like. A like is easy. A like is nothing. A like doesn't mean anything. But when you make a comment, good or bad, whatever, that tells anything that you're listening on that you're paying attention to what's going on. Yep. So let me just read this comment real quick. Okay, so I can't read who, who placed this comment, but it says, none of you 
could hunt anything with a knife, you'd take 10 steps and keel over from heart failure. (laughs) (laughs) This is not a true statement from one of our fans. We could take 12, 15, 20 steps before heart failure. Easy. That's it. Easy. (laughs) Easy. (laughs) Easy. We were talking about boar hunting. I mean, I took more steps than that to go find this cigar. That's right. I would have a cigar in my mouth, a knife in my hand, and pocket sand. And pocket sand, (laughs) but also a, a buck in my sights. And I would say, Mr. Buck, we are in a fight for our lives. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm going to eat you or you're going to eat me, even though you normally eat grass. And I, w- I, will, uh, I, I will abide by whoever wins this fight. <laughs> and hopefully he will have a first aid kit with him. <laughs> yeah. no. Or, or no, somebody else better bring the first aid kit in that chance. No, I think this is another one of those comments, right? We, and we get them occasionally. I think over you know, 80% of our comments are very positive. The overwhelming number of our comments are very positive. Very positive towards our content. But and we like a good roast. I love do. a good roast. We love a good roast. But I would also say um, to this particular comment, okay, give me a knife. Stand 10 paces away. Let's see how safe you feel. So I'm six foot two, 240 pounds. And, you know, 10 steps, that's, that's a, that's a assumption you have. And let's put it into theory. I'm going to guess it's wrong. I'll be nice. They can start with the knife. I'll start at 10 steps at six, five under 300. And we'll find out how that wins. And I'll, but I'll, I'll even double it. I'll give them 20 steps before I get there. 20 steps. <laughs> plenty of time to have a heart attack in between. Yeah, plenty I, of time. <laughs> I was about to say, just from a medical standpoint there, I think he meant cardiac arrest and not, not a uh, heart, heart failure. failure. <laughs> yeah. uh, those, are, those are two totally different things there. So We have a wide variety of intellectual um, listeners. Some of them are not on the top tier. <laughs> Some of them are on the bottom tier, obviously. Some of them are on the bottom of the bottom tier. The first rung of the ladder. No. He's probably not a cigar smoker. He can't enjoy a good cigar, so he's not thinking correctly. Right. Of course. That's, well, that, so that answers the question right there. Right Go there, smoke right. a cigar, dude. Yeah. Yep. And, Definitely. And, 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 yeah. Some of the comments are just comical. You know, yes, we're all a little older, but I'll tell you this. Everybody sitting in this room, we may be a little older. It just means we have a lot less fuck around factor, and we're just going to get to whatever has to solve the problem quicker. Absolutely. That's it. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree with that. Yep. With that. Please like, subscribe, and you know what's comment. funny though? We got through a whole man show almost without talking about titties. <laughs> uh, too late. <laughs> <laughs> almost, almost. Almost. Couldn't let almost. it go. I would say, let me just say this: camping and titties don't really go together. You camping, kinda, dude. Okay, the hell they don't. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say. I was gonna say <laughs> sorry, titties, man. Titties and everything go no, together. Maybe in hammock camping. But in tent camping, they do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And if you have the right size tent, then it's even easier. You know, you, you put two people in a one-person tent, that's all about the titties. That's right. There you go. Now we're talking. Yep. Yeah. If you don't think going outdoors with your significant other and being out there isn't romantic and isn't having some fun, you might need to find another significant other. I think it's romantic, but I think the titties can wait till we get home. <laughs> Obviously, you've never seen that thread of Twitter. Uh, wow, not okay. even Twitter, Reddit. Tim, Tim, Ken, I can't even talk now. I'm so flustered. Ken just said titties can wait. <laughs> no, they can't. <laughs> titties can always wait. They're available. If you are a married man, I'm a married man. There's a time and a place 
to enjoy titties. And I am not a married man. Camping is one of them. (laughs) I am not a married man, and titties cannot wait. (laughs) (laughs) Alan, aren't you so glad you sponsored this podcast? Uh, Hey, Alan will agree. Speaking of titties are important. Speaking of which, let's 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 talk about our sponsor a little bit. So, did we miss that in the beginning? You did. Son of a gun! Dang it! (laughs) It's a second glass of port in him. His fault, Alan. It's Ken's fault. Family by Loyalty is our sponsor for this program. You can thank them for helping bring this to you. All this camping information, titty information, wild boar hunting with a knife information. You can see some of their products up front right here. And if you are a savvy individual, you can use the internet to procure the cool stuff that they provide through us. And you don't even need a whole lot of... um, Clues. Yeah. So we're Toro Cigar Company. And through the internet, this will come to your door if you type in the right sequence. <laughs> you just pick what you want. But you've got to be smarter than some of our commenters in order to be able to see. You're asking a whole hell of a lot of people. Yeah. But thanks, Alan. We, we really appreciate it. We love having Family by Loyalty as a sponsor of this podcast. Uh, we're looking forward to great things in 2024. If you're interested in Family by Loyalty, the cigar line, check us out, Toro Cigar Company. You can find us on the internet super easily. If you've ever used Google, you can find us. We're on the internet, too. We're on the internet, too. Wow. Or on Instagram. And if you really like conversation about titties, find Alan on Instagram and send him a thank you note. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he'll appreciate it. Exactly. But he's married, so don't send him a picture of your titties. Yeah. No, no, don't do that. Don't do that, please. Mrs. Family by Loyalty will have a big problem with that. His wife will kill you. And him, too. Get and like, him, too, yeah. Get you like a boar. With a knife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Where are we going to wrap it up here? I thought we were wrapping it up. Man, I was doing the whole thing I do at the end, you know? Right Shows here. how much port he drank yeah. <laughs> and how little of the cigar he smoked. I have less than a... I have not had an entire glass here. He's not... That's your he's third, not slurring that's your third his, glass. I was about to say, he's not slurring his speech. He's talking in curse over of there. at a time yeah. or something? So, anyway... We, uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, it wasn't uh, completely about cigars, but as, that's our man show. That's what we do. We talk about man topics, not just cigars. And so we hope you enjoyed this episode. We, we should you, thank our guest. We hope you get some, uh, some chuckles out of it because by all means, we did. <laughs> so uh, we hope you enjoy it. Thanks, Curtis, for uh, joining us um, before Ken yells at me again. We want to <laughs> thank Curtis for joining us. He's one of our... Uh, uh, veterans that uh, we're, we're proud to know. He's part of Veterans of the Leaf. Shout out to Joey and Veterans of the Leaf Club again. Um, we hope you have guys have a great week. Be a man, carry a gun, smoke a cigar. We'll see you guys next week. God bless. Play with titties. Absolutely. <laughs> and play with titties. <laughs>